Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Beneath the Trees, Where Nobody Sees, Issue 2. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by the magnificent Mr. Mike. Um, I wow. think that's landed on a little thick, but sure, thank you. Hold on, now? Yeah. Like, we've done yeah. how it's, many of these, and this is the first time early. you're going to tell me it's the Well, no, yeah. It's early. This is really early for us. It is really early. It is It is mm. 9.20 in the a.m. Not like it's early for us to do things during the day, but mm. it's just early for us to record. To record, yeah. And I feel like, I know at least for me, and I feel like maybe more so for Mike, is I open up more as the day goes on. So I'm very more just kind of like quiet and just to myself yeah. in the morning. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe that helps us you, stay on topic. Do you watch the news or TV or Never. anything in the morning? No. Yeah. I get up and I turn on the news and I watch about 10 minutes of it. So I... And that's, that's only because I'm dazed and I need coffee. So. See, when I get ready, I'll listen to stuff on my phone. Like I'll yeah. listen to podcasts or really? audio books or stuff like. Like I have things going. Like one, yeah. But uh, a lot of times, and I mean, I find the news to be depressing. Sure. And I'm already depressed about a lot of stuff in life. So well, like I'll, keep I'll catch up on it later, but I don't want to see it first thing in the day before I leave out kind I, of thing. I turn it on CBS, and that way nothing's depressing on there. Uh, yeah. Really? They just do happy news. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to. And Vladimir this, Putin has a cold. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I know it's kind of it's cheesy. There used to be an app that I followed, or like on Twitter. I don't remember what it was, uh, yeah. but it was where essentially that's all they did was report good news, or even if it was bad news, like they would report it in a way of where it was yeah, just like exactly. Yeah, it's like hey, this yeah. sucks, but uh, you probably need to know this kind of thing. And it was like oh, okay, let the la- the less sensationalized it is at times, sometimes it you know. I think you're able to process it better. But anyway. So, uh, do you remember the naked news? Uh, it was, I don't remember what country had it, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was just was people getting undressed as they're telling you the news. Is that what you That's what it what, was. I, it, That's what I watch every morning. Yeah, really? just naked people telling you, me the news. But, but they're behind a desk, so it doesn't matter. 
Wait, that makes it professional? It's a or? very tall desk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just up to their neck. <laughs> no, they look like a, uh, Wilson from That's right. Home yeah. Improvement. All you can see is their hey, eyes. Their but, neighbor, uh, Vladimir Putin's got a cold. But they just throw clothes yeah, over that's the fence. It. You got it. It's uh, like it's like any movie from the 50s where a woman's getting uh, undressed behind and one of those t- screens. Yeah, and toss it over. Yeah. Things over yeah. Uh, so last week, we dove into... Last week on Bros, Bros, Bros and Heroes. Heroes. We dove into a little bit of holiday cheer. Yeah. Uh, with a Woolworth uh, Christmas Woolworth. ad slash comic. Uh, Lots of rubber toys. There were a lot of rubber toys. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have... I found two of those. So we're going to cover the one. We did the one from 1952. We'll do the one from 1953 for next week for our Christmas episode. Because it makes sense for us to talk about Christmas stuff on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we have another uh, Santa adventure Thanks to Woolworths coming up. Woolworths. Which, by the way, I noticed that we have a place that's called Woolworths Suite. Yeah. I don't think that's related, though, is it? It is. It's where the Woolworths Is that where it was, be. honestly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look at that. I learned yeah. something from yeah. this book. I yeah, saw it when I passed it the a, other day. Yeah, we used to have a Woolworths here uh, back in the 1901s. At least the 50s, because that's how those books yeah, came up. Yeah, something like that, probably, yeah. But what we're doing today uh, is a bit of a departure from that, because we're going to go from that you know, awesome, cheery yeah. holiday goodness and go back to something a little bit more darker and demented, which I is, like it. yeah, I love to. The second issue of Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees came out, um, <laughs> and we covered the first one a couple, I guess it's been a little bit a couple months back mm-hmm. after it came out. Uh, bit, yeah. But this comic written and illustrated by Patrick Horvath. Um, Thanks, Pat. It's been really fun, really interesting. Um, and just kind of, I like to think, uh, I, I, I'm not taking this as my own like description from it. I saw it somewhere and I think it fits, but it's ri- the busy world of Richard Scary mm-hmm. meets Dexter mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Um, so, just a recap of issue <laughs> one. Of that's what it, I know. Yeah. I know. I want to see that worm crawl out of that apple and kill somebody. <laughs> that's the next movie once it goes into uh-huh. uh, the public domain. like yeah. Starring Jonathan Major. Uh, is he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, just a recap of last time we dove into this I think show. he might be in trouble. I didn't know if he was still alive. Jonathan Majors? Yeah. Oh, oh, Jonathan Majors. I'm thinking yeah. of... Uh, Lee Majors yes, is who you're thinking of. Yeah. Fall oh guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No. I <laughs> no, was thinking of Lee not, Majors. Not Lee Majors. Jonathan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Majors. That makes a lot more Richard worse. Scary Worm. Why? Like the voice? I don't know. Uh, no. These are real people in costume. I am We're all, not having another cat's debacle. Let's I not do that. I am all about the practical effects. Uh, Get okay. that worm suit, Majors. So our main character in... Uh, beneath the trees where nobody sees is a bear named Samantha or right. Sam for short. Sure. And we find out that Sam lives in this very peaceful town called Woodbrook, Woodbury. Mm-hmm. It'll come up again. Mm-hmm. I'll correct myself sure. there when it comes up. Um, and that it's this very peaceful town that you would think of, of just, you know, everybody's been there forever. It's like, uh, where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Where's what's a uh, Andy Griffith, uh, Mayberry. There you go. That's what it is. Um, it's like just the wholesome Americana town you can think of full of anthropomorphic animals. Cause that's the thing about this. Why I said the busy world of Richard scary. If you haven't looked at it, when you look it up, you'll notice that it's all anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. If you want to see something that kind of matches that, that whole Mayberry thing you brought up mm-hmm. and it's a little off SCTV a long, long time ago did like a Mayberry thing, but it's serious. Like it was, it was like a drama, but it was set in the Mayberry town. That is, yeah, it's hilarious. very good. It's very good. I'll have to go yeah. back and look that yeah. up then. 
Um, but we do find out that everything's not like it seems. Floyd's a freak. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry, it's only 30 <laughs> years ago. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but we find out that everything's not as it seems in this little, perfect little town as our main character has a dark secret. She likes to kind of drive, you know, to the city, which is two, three hours away yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, find and kill victims. She's, she's a serial killer. She lives in that little, uh, like golden, uh, uh, Gilmore girls town. Yeah. That's right? that starry kind of hollow. Yeah. The yeah, Mulberry, yeah. Mayberry. That's why sure, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Starry hollow works. But there. then she drives to what? Like town? the big city. It doesn't, it, I don't, it doesn't Does it even, just say big city. It just calls it the city. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, it's just kind of like a, you know, I guess. Porksville. Yeah, like upstate New York, and then you sure. drive into New York City Manhattan. itself. Yeah. And she does it because, you know, she always picks random people, does it not to be caught. She has this whole very gruesome process, mm -hmm. but it, like, helps her find her center mm. um, is what we find out. But we find out that she is a deranged killer mm -hmm. who also, when she's not killing people, owns a hardware store in this quaint little town. And she loves keeping things there as peaceful as possible. Perfect cover. Um, the, the town is turning 200. I think they have a mm -hmm. giant parade for it when it is discovered through an accident. Remember the snap, the mass mm -hmm. of the ship, mm -hmm. uh, kind of snaps off yeah. of the mayor's float. Yeah. Who was a turtle. Uh, yeah. birdie is his name. Uh, and it reveals that an old goat who we met earlier had been murdered and kind of just like yeah, kind strewn of like up there. Yeah. And now the whole city has seen this. Yeah. So the whole city knows that our town, I guess, since it's small, it is Burr. that there is a killer yeah. uh, on the loose kind of amongst them. Sure. Um, Cause that doesn't just happen. No, you don't just, whoops, I got crucified. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, it kind of sends everybody there into a panic mm. and it creates a sense of panic in our main character in Sam yeah. because she's afraid now that because somebody else was kind of stupid enough or just sloppy enough to do this, she's going to get caught. Sure. And also they're messing with her little like control. Like, well, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. So that recaps what we have going on in issue one before we get here into issue two. And I will say I love the cover. Like, these mm -hmm. covers have been great. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pig uh, walking by a butcher shop. And we'll get into the woman is one of the main characters in this issue. But and she's staring. The pig is staring into the butcher shop. Yeah. And it like has like a the woman head. is the pig. The woman is yeah, the pig. Yeah. 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 Um, That's and, not a political statement. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it anthropomorphically drawn here, <laughs> latte in hand. But and she sees like yeah. other pig heads, and so it's like her steering in with like this weird sense of uneasiness. Yeah, it's just a really cool. Yeah, it's like, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why they would have that in that town. Yeah. I don't. Uh, well, we also talked about how some animals aren't. Yeah. That's it happens again here, like, like blatantly. So yeah. I don't know if it's a thing huh. or if it's just like it's a world where there, some animals aren't, some aren't kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just like I wonder if it was kind of drawn as animals to get by certain things, obviously, as a comic. Yeah, and be. it fits. And so you can still have. But either way, it's an enjoyable story. We'll go ahead and get oh, into yeah. issue two of Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees. Uh, and it opens. I love this, too. How the inside covers like the newspaper yeah, to yeah. cover the event of, you know, local found slain and grisly yeah. murder scene. But it's also got your credits. Exactly. It? It's yeah. got your credits cool. and your IDW thing at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So really cool. Yeah. Um, we open up to see that. IDW? What is that? That's the publisher. Oh. So okay. like right. DC, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. IDW is the publisher on huh. this. I wonder what that, what does that stand for? 
I honestly don't know right offhand. I just always know uh-huh. them as I just IDW. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm a, you're I'm, good. I'm, don't worry about it. I, my I comic book know. knowledge is lacking there. Uh, we show, and I, for me, a lot of this was kind of uh, very, I don't know, it seemed relatable uh, in kind of being around in a small town for stuff. But I feel like it's a lot of it's kind of even relatable here as we live in a city that's not necessarily like massive, but we still have some kind of like small town qualities about it. They're having a meeting in the church after this. Like okay. everybody's huddled together. So it's like, hey. Safe space. Yeah. Everybody in the community, let's get together. And it's like, you know, she's the mayor or I guess not the mayor, but whoever. Oh, yeah, it is the mayor. Sorry. Is testing the mic. And she's um, – and she hands it to the bloodhound, who is the chief of police, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Just, um, but I just love there's a moment where she hands it to him after she tests it. And he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm not really too good with these things. Can everybody hear me if I talk loud? Kind of like uh, there's yeah. a moment in the yeah. comic where it's just kind of, it's you know, very humanized. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, yeah. And so it relates to him. And essentially, he just tells them like, hey, you know, everybody by now, you all know what happened. Everybody saw, you know, the body or know that we found our librarian Martin dead. This is the first time anything like this has happened in like 40 years. Like, you know, but it's it's just a reminder of like, you know, sure. Things are still scary here. Even as perfect as they are everywhere else, it can happen to us anywhere. He says, you know, we're all in a state of shock, but just to help us all, we're going to start a curfew. Like, you know, everybody out or it's starting tonight, 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Everybody stay inside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we've got a killer at large. So everybody kind of be like he's doing his best to just kind of prep them for everything yeah. that's coming to then we hear. I also want to stress um, he's talking to them that I also want to stress that there's a chance that the killer could be one of us, too, because he's mm-hmm. telling him it could be somebody coming in. Sure. Could also be somebody local. And he goes, but. And why he says that, the pig that we met Mm -hmm. at the beginning of our cover, Mm -hmm. we found out her name is uh, Cherry Gherkins. Cherry Gherkins. People people do not like Cherry in town because she stands up and says immediately. That's her last name. I don't know. She just stands up and she goes, I want to know why you haven't already arrested Birdie, the turtle. Oh, yeah. Like it was on his float. Why hasn't already been arrested? Yeah. You're not doing your job. Like, this is all BS. Like she just points at sure. him and he's like, Hey, I understand that you're understand or that you're upset. Let's just calm down. Let's not lose ourselves. Yeah. And she goes, or he goes, we have suspects. We're going through, we're checking them. Mm-hmm. She essentially tells him, I'm not scared. I'm angry. Like somebody has to stick up to these, stand sure. up to these people. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Come on, Howard. She grabs her husband, who's an owl. Howard the owl. Which, who I love his face where he's like, oh, man. Because she's, she's also, making a scene kind of. He's also got a gigantic hit. He does. Yeah. But she's making a scene. And she's yeah, like, yeah. And as he's pulling it, she's like, this was just a waste of our time as she leaves. And I love the, <laughs> the two, the mayor and the chief of police. They're just sitting there like, oh, cherry freaking gherkins, man. Uh, like, they already know that she's just. She just makes a stink everywhere yeah. she goes. Yeah. So she's a Karen. She is. And I think that she's referenced to as that later on too, but she's making a stink and kind of creating unease throughout the town. Wait, what's her cherry? Cherry. Okay. Cherry gherkins. Um, we finally see Sam, uh, as her friends. You remember the cup, the elderly mouse woman and her son. That's her like best friend. Uh, they ask if she want, they want somebody to walk home with her. And she's like, no, I'm good. Um, but it's time for her to think more. And she's trying to figure out 
where can I find or what are the steps for me to go about to find who this person is? Mm -hmm. She realizes to herself, I need to go talk to Birdie, uh, the turtle whose float, you know, our dead goat was found. Did you say Birdie was the mayor? Birdie. I I thought Birdie was the mayor at the beginning. Okay. Uh, He might not have been. Birdie is the turtle, though, whose float. Yeah, Yeah, it was their their float. Um, So, see, this is what I'm talking about with the, the anthropomorphic. There's yeah, a, there's a dog there. There's a, a dog a that's a dog and a bird that's a bird, yeah. but Birdie and Sam are still. And the dog only says arf, arf. He can't speak. Um, we see, though, that Birdie has a nice little shiner mm-hmm. on his eye, like mm-hmm. somebody's gotten to him. Um, Sam shows up to ask him questions, but in doing so, spooks him, and he does the whole like head in the shell uh, to get away from her yeah. because he's spooked there, which I thought was kind of funny. She um, is nice to him and kind of, you know, gives him a sucker. But mm. she's just the, – the thing here that I get from it is, like, everybody's obviously been after Birdie and accusing him of something that he hasn't done. Um, but he's so afraid because he has to give himself a pep talk to go out to throw away the trash is what we're seeing. Like, right. he's very kind of, you know, does not want to go out of his house. So Sam talks really to him. really blame him. Yeah. Sam talks to him and is able to kind of soothe him out. And she's like, hey, I know you talked to the cops, but, you know, sometimes when I'm doing the dishes, like, ideas come to me that I didn't even mm. think about. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, now that you mentioned it, and he thinks back to when they were working on the float the night before. Right. And we're introduced to Melody Davis, who is a cat. She's a Siamese cat. Who was helping him with the float. Mm-hmm. And she comes in carrying a giant thing of lavender, mm-hmm. and she sneezes as she does. And Bertie tells the cat melody like hey if you're i didn't are you okay and she's like i didn't realize i'd be so allergic to this yep. like it's really getting to me and he goes don't worry about it i'll go ahead and finish it up you go home okay and then he said that she left and he's sitting there working and he hears a sneeze again and he goes bless you melody and then there's nothing and yeah. he's like melody <clears throat> so he realizes he's like i thought she had already left yeah Maybe she had hung around, and that's what Sam says is maybe she was still just hanging around to see, wait for you to leave, or maybe there was somebody else there also allergic to lavender. Right. So she has at least – it's a small clue, but she has a clue that something else has happened. Mm-hmm. She decides to go back into town, and as she is going into town to go to her hardware store that she owns, she runs into the Bloodhound cop okay. who just asks her like, hey – Quick question. I heard that, you know, you were up, went up to the city the other day. Oh, they do give it a name. Um, he's like, just backtracking Martin's last couple days, you know, said that he came in asking about something. You met with him and then you went up to the city. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I went to Centerville. I do it every month or so. A couple shops. I kind of like to go there, yeah, this and that. Sure. And she goes, but I thought Martin could have told you that, which is her assistant there. Yeah. And the Bloodhound Gang, or Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang. The Bloodhound goes, oh, no, they could have. Just clarifying some things. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she, we see a look. I love that because when he's like, well, I appreciate the help. I'll be back. And she's just anytime sheriff. But you can see the mm-hmm. look on her face that yeah, she's very she annoyed. A lot of bare side eye. Yeah. Um, we find out that a lot of people are coming into the hardware store buying locks, mm-hmm. buying bars, like just anything they can do to secure their home where they are it has created a panic throughout the entire town what would happen exactly and so it's created in a panic everywhere and then we get a run-in with cherry gherkins yet again Mm. um as she straight up parks in the middle of the street 
to run in to grab her latte. Yeah. Um, I know that woman. Yep. And like, there's a part where like the guy, there's somebody parked behind her mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, you can't do that. You can't just leave your car. And she's like, yes, I can idiot. Like idiot. she's just yelling at wow. him. Like she's just, idiot. nobody likes her. Sam sees her over there, you know, walking into the coffee shop and she asks her mole assistant or, you know, coworker Martin, you need any coffee? He's like, no, I still got the pot going. She goes, what about a hot chocolate? He's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Moles love hot chocolate. They do. She, um. Should see them dance when you pour a hot chocolate right down their hole. (laughs) Something. Ah, wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, it's a mole hole. A mole. I see what yeah. you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. The mole hole. Yes. Yeah, I'm reminded hole. of. There's an old joke that is silly, and, uh-huh. but I, my dad told it as a kid, and I still remember it. Um, there's a family of moles. Mom. Yeah. I, I know this is what you wanted to hear a joke in the middle of this. I do. A mom, a dad, and a baby mole. Okay. Uh, they live right outside this, you know, nice country farm. And okay. Uh, one morning, early in the morning. The farmer and his wife wake up early and they start making breakfast. Okay. And just the, you know, the smell sure. just smells great. from the kitchen yeah. just wafts out and comes to the outside. And, you know, the father wakes up first. He smells something in the air. He climbs out, sticks his head out of the hole. He's like, oh, pancakes. Mm. Oh, man, I love pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. Then the mom, you know, she smells like she goes, oh, and warm syrup and bacon, like mm. both of them. And the baby tries to come up and can't get through. Oh, I fucked it up. Anyway. The baby tries to come up and can't get through and uh, can't get past the two of them. And he goes, well, I don't know about you guys, but all I can smell is molasses. I realized oh, I said that's good. I syrup. like that. I realized I said syrup yeah. trying to think of something else, though. That's but, okay. Yeah. That's great. So there you go. I like that. All I can smell are molasses. Um, so Sam is going to go across <laughs> the street to... When, when did he tell you this? Like, how, how old were you? I'm pretty sure I overheard it. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't like he okay. told me directly. All right. All right. Probably like six. I don't know. My Kids gather like, around. Let, let me, me tell, tell you, you dirty jokes. Let me tell you the story he, of the moles. Well, he liked those jokes. Not, <laughs> he liked dirty mole jokes. Dirty mole jokes mostly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh man. So you stop telling those camel jokes. <laughs> Only mole, mole jokes, jokes in this house. Uh, so Sam is going to go over, and it seems like she wants to confront Cherry Gherkins. Yeah. And I think that this is as good a place as any for us to go ahead and take a break real quick. And when we get back, things are about to amp up for the rest of the issue here on Beneath the Trees where nobody sees. So we will be right back after this. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was. Every teddy bear who's been good is sure of a treat today. There's lots of marvelous things to eat and wonderful games to play. Beneath the trees where nobody sees, they'll hide and seek as long as they please. That's the way the teddy bears have their picnic. All right, and so now we are back. Oh, sorry, I didn't do what Mike likes to do. Welcome back in. Welcome back. As uh, into the 
show. I always tell Mike, and he's going to get tired of the joke eventually, that uh, it's the Welcome In gang every time sure. I start there. Because I don't know how else to start the show aside from no, Welcome it's, In. No, it's, it, it's perfect. It's great. I just made an observation one you time. You know, we've we've talked about other things and yeah. other shows in the future. Yeah. I'm going to do my best at whatever I do next <laughs> to not, not say welcome, welcome In. in. Yeah, yeah okay. that's my goal. I don't. I, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're being you're being pleasant to people. It's fine. <laughs> so you can say, "Get the hell out of here. We're back." That's true. All right. So back to beneath the trees where nobody sees issue two, and Sam is walking into the coffee shop where we get to see uh, Cherry Gherkins yelling at the barista. Oh, why would we have to go through or why do we have to go through this every time? Just give me my latte and I can go. I don't have time to wait. I'm double parked oh. because she did it. Yeah. Like she's the reason she's double yeah, parked. Sure. Sure. And like everybody else in line is like, come on. Like they're all waiting. Like she's holding up everybody in line and she's like, I'm telling you guys that, you know, if you would just let me order from home, this wouldn't be a problem. Like she's blaming them for, why she's holding up and all. Some of it might be fine. She's got a point. But the barista, you can tell just by the but font. But not to park in the street. Yeah, just by the font and the yeah, way that they draw. Yeah. She's like, of course, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. like she's. Every gets, damn day Every day she woman. gets berated yeah. by Cherry. Yeah. And she's just like, yes, ma'am. Of course, ma'am. Uh, um, and Cherry just keeps yelling and yelling. And she's just like, I don't have to put up with this. I can take my business somewhere else. Like just still yelling at the barista. Uh, of course, ma'am, as she's working on it. And I love then, the pearls around her neck. They're just so tight. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, and then she's like, and don't bother with that stupid flower on top. It's a waste of time and it never looks good. Mm. Like she's just yelling at them. Uh, I do give it to Sam though, who goes into that. She talks about, man, I just saw birdie in the black eye. He had must've, you know, somebody must've hit him pretty hard there in the head. And then, you know, she's like, poor little guy. It must've been some hothead too. Like she's Mm. right behind Cherry, Cherry, like just poking at her. Cherry's a very sweaty. She, the more angry she, lady. well, the angrier she gets, the, the sweatier, sweatier she, she gets. gets. Yeah, of course. Um, and she's just like, it must have been some hothead who jumped to conclusions, you know, or who that to think that he could have done anything about that. And she just goes, whatever the hell he told you is a lie. And like mm. she turns around and snap, like she's about to snap because she's like, oh, that's a really short temper there, Cherry. Were you the one, um, you know, who, who killed Martin that mm-hmm. night? And that's when we get a, you know, listen, you furry bitch. Like, she's Damn. just angry. Um, so, and she just goes off and yelling, say another word. And I'm basically, I'll sue you to hear it. Yada, yada. You know, so. Oh, she wow. Gets she a, says the big Yeah, she word. goes, so F off. And yeah. Cherry shoves Sam, mm-hmm. like pushing her down, basically mm-hmm. telling her, we don't have to be bullied by you guys anymore. Yeah. Like as yeah. a pig, you would think obviously not necessarily a predator. No. More often the victim. So it's her sure. in a sense. I, I, I at least understand. Obviously, don't get the way she's doing it. Yeah. But it's the reasoning is at least a little understandable in a sense. Well, there's some history. Yeah. Yeah, I guess to say that. And so she goes and she pushes down and she goes. Or the barista tells her that her latte is ready and she grabs it. And then she's like, ma'am, you have to pay for that. And she's like, no, I don't have time for this BS. And she just kind of leaves. Wow. So Cherry has pushed Sam down and surprised the hell out of Sam too. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Cherry at home with her husband, Howard the Owl. Mm-hmm. And they're watching the news. 
And it's one of those very, you know, sensationalized reports of like, you know, tragedy struck the quaint town of Woodbrook today. That's not Woodbury, Woodbrook. Yeah. Um, it's a lemur telling you that. Oh, you're right. It is yeah. a lemur. And so Cherry passes her husband and she's just like, every time something like this, you know, comes up, the vultures are, oh, the way you looked around. It maybe. stopped. It did. The hum is gone. We talked about that before. Yeah. I, nobody knows. Yeah. We talked oh, that's about true. Hum. We didn't think it, it was, was just a hum. between us. Yeah, sorry. Now people just think I'm nuts. Yeah. Oh well. I'm the hum is gone. I'll leave it in when we edit, so yeah, it'll be fine. Do. It'll just confuse them. I like her more. shirt. Think pig. Yeah, but she's just kind of like every time something big comes up, like they just come here like vultures to like yeah. sensationalize yeah. and you know take advantage of us to scare she's us. Not wrong with that. Yeah. But yeah. And. She's putting on her shirt. She goes, and they want, or and yeah, they want you to think anybody could be a victim instead of holding people responsible for their own actions. And he's like, well, curfew or not? Like there is because she's getting ready to go like run. Yeah. And her husband's like, curfew or not? Like there's still a murderer out there. You yeah. need to be careful. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And she's like, oh, you're such a pushover. But like, play, not like yeah. me. But she's like, they'll walk all over you if you let them. That's why I married you. And she walks over and like kisses him, kind of yeah. just like. You get to see, like, Sherry, or I keep calling her Sherry, but Sherry is obviously mean and just a lot. How but do, we, How do they copulate? It's not brought up. Oh, okay. Um, it's an owl and a pig. <laughs> but it, we do see a nice little relationship. Like, we do see that there's at least sure. a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. humanity in yeah, I got you, sure. between the two of them. And yeah. he seems that... Well, he's wise. Well, exactly. He's an owl. But even through all of it, like, he seems to obviously really care for mm -hmm. Sure. So, um, she tells him, you know, you'd be lost if you didn't have me watching out for you. Mm -hmm. I love you, sweetie. Just kind of like a cute little moment. Sure. And then she leaves to go running. And then she says... If someone, some idiot decides to mess with Cherry F and Gherkins, it'll be the last mistake they make. And she starts. So she's just like, I'm, you know, she's set up for herself. She's feeling yeah, good. Yeah. I can do this. She's empowered. So she's on her walk and she passes by the school and she hears something and it's back. The hum's back. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you guys can't hear the hum. <laughs> and she hears something and it's that spoot kind of hello? Spoot. Spooked. Oh, sorry. H Hello? Well, yeah, she looks down yeah. the alleyway yeah. and she doesn't see anything. But there's Starts getting a little sweaty. By. Yeah. yeah. Leaves coming by. So she picks up her pace a bit and yeah. she walks around. So, like the car kind of drives by and it yeah. freaks her out a bit. She's, you know, she's a little nervous. Sure. And she runs into she somebody and she goes, Oh, like she's surprised. And she mm -hmm. goes, Didn't expect to find anyone else out here tonight. Well, I'm glad to see that, you know, there's somebody else out here who at least has the, and that person pulls out a knife. Mm. As she says, balls, which is funny just because yeah. it says balls. Yeah. But, uh, and then afterwards she goes, listen, pal, I don't scare easily. So you can F right off. And she points her yeah. hand out yeah. and swoop and the knife cuts off four of her yeah. little piggy fingers. Four of her fingers. To which she takes off scared uh -huh. running. Sure. Here's something I should have pointed out earlier that I kind of liked about this issue before I get into the story itself. They don't have hooves. Is the speech bubble itself, Yeah. the way they did it, because it's just, you know, like, oh, my God, over and over uh -huh. again. But I love the way that they made it work there. Well, it, it flows inside the speech bubble and, like, all the way the, up it to fills the, the entire like space. more and more and more. Yeah. yeah just like, oh, my God. And oh, it's God, so God. panicked and freaked. I love yeah. that. There was also another scene, the... This was weird. Like I, I, speech bubbles and just the ballooning 
are so kind of important things that you don't notice until they do cool things with them. Sure. Oh, to show the honk of like how yeah. it, it just kind of distracting it was. Look, they have it go over the speech over bubble. Panels, and like and it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, so I don't like it cuts yeah. off the word. Like that's, that's a cool. very smart kind of decision because yeah. it's distracting yeah, even yeah, to read. Sure. And so it's things like that that I found really cool. Yeah, but, that is cool. So she runs just in the way that that the story flows. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice. So makes she, it kind of cinematic. Very much so. So Cherry is running now, holding her hand that's now missing four fingers, uh, looking for help. Just she climbs up a fire escape somehow. She's yelling, "Help me! Help me!" And she goes to like find a door and it's locked. So she bursts through the window. Like she has yeah. a lot of like, I got to get away from this. Yeah. And she runs, like, she crashes down, and she's in a lot of pain. But she noticed, like, I can't stay down. I got to get up. They're coming. Very much like a horror movie style, except right. it's right. not like, you know, the one where it's the you see somewhere it's the victim of, like, oh, and they yeah. make all decisions. Yeah. It seems like she's like, no, I got to keep going. And she's pushing through a lot. Sure. She gets up, and she's running down a hall, and then there's stairs that she's coming down. And you hear a stomp, stomp, stomp. Mm-hmm. And then you see a handle stick out in front of her foot. Oh, yeah, an axe handle. A axe handle. And she trips over the handle and collapses down to the floor. Mm -hmm. And as she's with a giant thud, and as she looks up, you see the feet with somebody sitting there holding that axe handle that was used. We don't see who. We just see the feet. And they do a good job, too, because, well, wait. So, and they just look up and please, like, Mm -hmm. and then don't. And then I love the way that they show it Mm -hmm. because it's just don't slunk yeah and you can tell by the change of the face yeah Yeah. that it happened without showing any of the it's it's different from super graphic it's different from what we got the first issue which was so quartered up that person yeah so we got extremely graphic and now we get just as graphic and just as hard hitting in three panels here just very well done yeah um so then we cut to the next morning i also liked how again it's small things you can kind of tell the yeah. difference between night yeah. and day as yeah. it splits sure. the coloring on the yeah, page. That's there. very smart. So, the raccoon, I guess, principal, Dean, okay. whatever you want to call, sure. uh, shows up at Woodbrook Elementary, and he, yeah, he runs into another badger who's like, "Lovely morning today," and they're, you know, just exchanging pleasantries. Yeah, the badger who is walking a dog. He was walking a dog. Yeah. And then we get, as he walks and unlocks the door, you see a horrified expression on his face, yeah. and we get these little. They're like uh, like pieces of notebook paper kind of that look like a diary, and it's just dialogue from Sam. Right. So, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be in a diary, but it's right, her sure. doing it. And it says, when the news spread about Cherry, you could fill it in the air. Mm. Like the pressure just dropped. I'm going to read her little yeah. thing and then I'll. And the tornado was right around the corner because what we see is he immediately runs out blows his whistle and we get to see of what he's walked into and it's cherry's head on a spike oh wow with a bucket full of her guts yeah and it just says head of the class smeared in blood behind her yeah yeah like just a very just horrific looking scene well i i gotta say if anybody deserved it it might have been her maybe And then it cuts to another newscast of where it's like, you know, another gruesome detail. And we see Birdie, who is, even though obviously she's the one who gave him the shiner, like he is watching the news horrified and petrified. Right, sure. Because we see that, like, he, that's not. Well, he's got to think that everybody's going to start cluing in on him. Maybe, yeah. 
And like, and you can tell his dog's even worried about yeah. how he's reacting. And then it shows to, I'll just read another gruesome day here in the village of Woodbrook with another victim and killer on the loose. The people want to know who would be capable of such brutal act and when they will be stopped. It shows like the, the back of her cutting the scene and then it cuts back. It looks like they're at the church again. Yeah. Or at least, or no, no, I'm sorry. It's not. They're there. It's like a press conference kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Right? Well. Yeah. yeah. They're, or they're they're filming the report. They're filming Everybody's the report behind, the behind lines. Yeah, yeah, behind the lines. And Howard says, "Who is Sherry's or Cherry's wife?" Yeah. With a sheriff like this, maybe we'd be better off without one. Ooh. And the rest of the townspeople just say, "Yeah, yeah,", yeah and they're cheering them on. Chicken so says, we yeah. have we have anarchy amongst the townspeople. A second townsperson dead. And no idea still who it is. Well, this is this is a, a a very truthful trope, though. Like you know, think of Jaws or anything like that. You know, the once they get the news, the whole town just kind of turns on whoever's in it's, charge. Yes, yeah. and I have. I mean, we're going to continue to do this series because yeah. I have it's enjoyed it so much. Yeah, it's cool. Also, I like the next issue. We talked about Melody Davis. We yeah. don't exactly know what it is. Yeah. She's there, and I love the way it gives. It's like a half view of her, yeah. and there's somebody laying in the bed whose hand is limp Looks off the like side. Dead, yeah. So um, it's I, obviously it's, it's that cool could looking. be anything. Lots of shadows, but it does give a nice yeah. little teeth. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I just nice. love a. It's it's so good. Very well done art. Uh, yeah. The uh, alternate cover also very like. Well, the original cover is by Patrick Horvath. And the oh, alternate the, cover is, is by, by Riley Rosmo. Ross, Ross, Riley Rosmo. And it's like Sam with a knife coming out of the pig's mouth. It is really, but it kind of looks like a Professor Pig from Batman kind of pig. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, so that was issue two. Um, I think issue three, we won't get to until the new year. Um, probably sometime in January or February, but still a lot to look forward to. Just really fun, really exciting. I know we kind of... Um, I gave you the rundown of the story, but there's still so much more that's in there, obviously with all the uh, dialogue and stuff. And there's other kind of underlying stories. It's just really good, really well done by everybody. I also, uh, I'll be honest, I don't mention the letterer uh, sometimes just because I don't want to butcher the name, Yeah. but I brought it up of just how well it was done in here yeah, that I feel yeah, like yeah. I need to. It's a very well so put together it was, presentation. Yeah. So Hassan Asmani Alau, I could be wrong, but still, I apologize. It just everything about this book is fantastic. Yeah. So it deserves all the credit it gets. Um, but still, if you haven't, I'd say go check it out. The first one or the first two issues are out. And I have enjoyed both of them really uh, just a lot. So oh, by I can't the way, recommend it enough. Hang on one second. Let me, um, I had some information for you. Oh, Mike has information yeah. for me. While he does yeah, that, I'll go ahead and remind you. Uh, next week, we'll go back into holiday stuff with the Woolworths book. Yes, Ideas sir. and Design Works. That's what IDW stands for. Ideas and Design Works. There yeah. you go. I do yeah. know that they make, uh, I'm pretty sure it's IDW has these like artist editions yeah. or artisan editions of collections they have that I really want. And what it is, is it's like they've found the markdowns and like made like the giant, like, you know, originals that the artists would have like made copies on. So like Kirby's, mm -hmm. they have whole comics collected oh, really? where it's his notes in the margins oh, that's cool. and it's without yeah. all the, it's in black and white, like no coloring, yeah. but they do that for like, 
a bunch of different artists and stuff. So it's really cool to see and actually do. So I'm pretty sure it's IDW who has a lot of cool things like that. Uh, Infographics Comics has a lot of cool things too. Um, it doesn't say what Melody Davis does, right? No, we don't know yet. She's just helping and she she's tears just, up and she sneezes. So she could be. My guess is she's she's like a. a I think she's a red herring. It may, yeah, I think that she works like in an old folks home or something. I think that's what that picture was. I think so too. Yeah, but I mean, and I don't, I, I don't care at all. Uh, that's I've just I think. Oh I look no, at it. I, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, that's no, my no, best no, no, guess. No, no. Yeah. I think that's I'm with you there too. I think yeah. my guess makes me think that as well. Um, you know, the nice thing about this comic is besides the little promos. There's no ads in this. No, not at all. Anymore. No. Are there in normal comics? Yeah, yeah, are there, there are at times. Um, it depends on what it is. Um, a lot of them are. What also, did that one cost? Uh, this one cost four bucks. Oh, okay. Three ninety nine. But is that that's actually on the cheaper end? Is it really? Yeah, wow. uh, that's one of the cheaper. Um, I bought uh, Dynamite. Did Darkwing Duck? Like they redid Darkwing Duck, and I'm always a Darkwing Duck fan. But I also got it too because You're a Darkwing Duck fan. Dude, yeah. Um, my mom made a homemade Darkwing Duck costume for me for Very Halloween nice. when I was like five. I'll have to hunt down the picture. Um, but I remember picking that up partly because, you know, like I liked Darkwing Duck, but also because yeah. it was like two bucks an issue. Like yeah. sometimes I'll pick things. Oh, that's what. Uh, Mark uh, Mark uh, Millar, mm-hmm. his nightclub about the vampires was only two bucks. And oh, wow. So like I really? bought that whole series. Like that was part of it. It was kind of like, hey. I wrote this, you know, story and it's affordable because most comics, just regular paperbacks right now, like DC Marvel, depending on what you get, it'll either be four or five bucks by itself. Then they like to sell the variants Mm -hmm. and the more more hard stock. It's well, it's like the card stock kind of. Right, right. And that adds like another dollar or two. So I could pick up one issue of 26 pages of like, and I had like Wonder Woman one. Like seven bucks, wow. eight bucks for yeah. Yikes! So I had no idea. Yeah, I think last time I bought comics, they were under a dollar. <laughs> so I do a lot of digital stuff now. Like I prefer to have the actual sure, comic. Yeah, but I'll do a lot of digital stuff now. Um, oh, especially it's so much cheaper, I quit. Yeah. I also quit, and I think Mason and I have talked about this before. Um, doing single issues for the most part, unless it's something that I'm really into and follow, yeah. like this, yeah. like well, it's just too expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll wait for it to come out. Like a lot of times after they finish a story, or like they'll, yeah. you know, t- they'll come out as a collection, yeah. and I'll just buy that to read yeah. through, and it's all there in yeah, one. Yeah, it makes but way more sense. Yeah, it's still. Well, it, it's like binging, basically, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to me that the comic industry, at least when it comes to printing things, in a lot of sense, is still the same as it was. Uh-huh. You know, years ago, years and years ago, yeah. it's something that hasn't changed much, much of, hey, we're going to do individual issues. And then after a while, we'll do collected issues. And then every so often we'll reprint a new version of it all collected. And we'll just keep that kind of going. Yeah. Um, I remember when we talked about the history and stuff that at one point in time, Martin Goodman, when he owned Marvel, had the mandate of, like, we're not doing cliffhangers anymore. Like, each issue, you have to end. Yeah. What? It was like, each issue has to be a self-contained story. We don't want people picking up, accidentally picking up issue two and being confused because they didn't pick up issue one. That's dumb. Um, that was back in, like, the 50s and stuff. And maybe yeah, that's even really some of the stupid, 60s though, before because, they could. like, it, it, what kind of crappy story can you tell in one comic? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so that was Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, issue number two. We will have issue three when it comes out. But yeah, uh, something really yeah, it was fun. Very you good, should go though. check it's it out. It's very cool. Very yep. well done. Yeah, so I love it. 
that does it for this week's episode. As, that is it. As always, we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Rogue Media Family Network of podcasts. RogueMediaNetwork.com. Nice. Uh, as always, it's my we radio row voice. I like it though. I like <laughs> it. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen. Until next week, stay safe, everybody. Hey, Golly Gun. Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen. Heroes, gonna tell you about. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.